gentlemen, it is Friday. Welcome back to the Get Stuck Podcast. I am your host, Austin Suckle, and March Madness has officially begun. Before I dive into all of the madness of NCAA basketball, I would like to congratulate Doug Karsh and John Jansen for becoming the new voices of Michigan football on Learfield. Congratulations, gentlemen. It is well-deserved for you. And I hope to be listening to you in the future. And I hope to maybe have you guys on this podcast if you are able to. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And I just wanted to say, again, congratulations. Jim Brandstatter would be proud. He really would be. Now moving on into March Madness. Yesterday, Thursday, happy St. Patrick's Day, or late St. Patrick's Day for that matter. It was craziness. Oh my goodness. It was phenomenal basketball, to say the least. Michigan taking the first upset over Colorado State. What a game. What a game. I will say, though, after watching that game, the first half was not stellar by any means. Missed shots. So many unforced turnovers. Oh my goodness. I was just scanning Twitter just to see what was out there on the interwebs. I saw a lot of, or not a lot of, I saw a few Fire Howard tweets. But, say the least, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit in the second half. Michigan giving Colorado State the first loss of the tournament. Man, oh man. What a second half that was. Michigan erasing a 15-point deficit over Colorado State. But, again, it came at a price. 75-63, to Michigan takes to W. And then, I'm not going to go over all the games. Well, I will. I won't dive into them, but I'll go over a quick recap for all of them. Number one, Gonzaga, 93 over Georgia State, 72. The first half was close. Georgia State was only down by two at halftime. Chet Holgram, 19 points, 17 rebounds, five assists. Looking really good for the rookie. Really good. Potentially a number one overall pick right there. Gonzaga taking it away from Georgia State with about 10 minutes left to go in the second half. Stellar performance by Gonzaga. But Georgia State losing their big man at halftime kind of held them back a little bit. But they held on for how, how long they did. And, they, and Gonzaga got the job done. Moving on to our next game, Kansas over Texas Southern, 83-56, to taking down the 16th seed in number one seed-like fashion. It was stellar. It was good basketball on Kansas' part. Couldn't expect anything less. Again, 83-56. And then the third first seed of this Thursday, it was number one Baylor at or hosting Norfolk State, 85-49. to Norfolk State kind of held on for a little bit early on in the game, and then ba- it was all Baylor. It was all Baylor. They just snagged the reins and just did not let go. My goodness, Baylor Bears, you are a number one seed for a reason. Whew, that was fantastic basketball by them. Next game on our docket is number three, Tennessee, and 14, Longwood. Tennessee goes on to win 88-56. to Tennessee... I have them as a potential champion. I could see it happen. I really could. 
they looked phenomenal. The Volunteers just played as good as any other team, really. They played like a one-seed team. And my former band director, Dr. John Martin, would be proud. He'd be screaming, go Vols, on the top of his lungs. And he is a Tennessee alum. But he would be, he he was happy. (laughs) He was very happy about this game. And then on to our next game, the biggest upset of the tournament thus far. Number 15, St. Peter's Peacocks over number two, Kentucky Wildcats, taking them down 85 to 79 in overtime. Wow, what a performance by St. Peter's. We knew it was going to be March Madness, but we did not expect this this early. St. Peter's already creating a Cinderella story, just like Florida Gulf Coast did back in 13. Wow. So about this game a little bit. St. Peter's scored 37 in the first half, 34 in the second half, and just took over overtime. Kentucky also scoring 37 and 34 in their respective halves and only scoring eight in overtime. Given that there was only five minutes, but you score eight points in five minutes, that is not good production right there, Kentucky. John Calperi would not be pleased. He would not be being upset by number 15 seed. That is just as bad. Maybe not as bad as Virginia losing to number 16 UMBC back in 2019. Ooh. Ooh. That one would hurt. That one hurt. Moving on now to our next game. Number four, UCLA hangs on to defeat number 13, Akron, 57-53. Johnny Juzang getting it done for the Bruins. But he was not the only one who had highlights. He was not the only one. If you want to go see a highlight, go to any sports website of your choosing. It'll be up there. Next game on our list, number four, Providence, hanging on against South Dakota State, 66-57. to Providence, I would have to say they are a potential dark horse team, even though they are a four seed. But I will talk to you about who my true dark horse team is coming up here in just a couple minutes. Then this next game I'd like to share with you, it was completely unexpected the first big loss of this tournament and this was the game that broke a ton of brackets including my own and somehow in my group with all my buddies I am still in second place even though it's been day one I'm still in second place I'm pretty happy about it but after today I will not be as happy number five Iowa losing to number 12 Richmond 63 to 67 Richmond They got it done. They got it done. It was, oh my goodness, it was, I can't even wrap my head around it. It was just a dominating offensive performance by Richmond, and Iowa just could not do anything. They relied too much on the three-point, which they made every so often, where Richmond was just red hot on the three-point shot. And, of course, ooh, what what a good shot. And that little commentary right there, is me watching the current game going on right now. Loyola Chicago against Ohio State. Loyola is down 14-17 with 4-33, two left to go in the first half. Ohio State, I chose for them to lose this game, but they're up by three. But I'll get to that in a second. And going back to Richmond, keep dancing, Spiders. Keep dancing. I 
kind of want you guys to be the Cinderella story in this too, as long as St. Peter's is in the mix. Both of those teams could be a good Cinderella story. Next game on the list, number four, Arkansas, hanging on 75-71 to over Vermont, who put up a very good fight, outscoring the Razorbacks in the second half only by three. But I am just, I'm happy that Arkansas won because I had them in my brackets too. I really did. Next game on the list, number five, St. Mary's taking down Indiana in heroic fashion, 82-53. to And I had Indiana with this upset, which I thought they would do considering how red hot they were in the Big Ten tournament. But St. Mary's proved to be too much. And there is a story circulating, if you would like to know. Uh, their uh, ball was stuck at the top of the of the basketball hoop above the glass, kind of well behind it rather. And there's uh, little metal pieces that kind of cross where the right below the shot clock, and a ball occasionally gets stuck in there. And the ref stood on a chair, tried to get it out. A player tried to get it out until an Indiana cheerleader was put on the shoulders of another cheerleader and got the ball out, and the crowd just went nuts. It was electric. You can find the video on ESPN, Fox, YouTube, wherever, uh, probably on the March Madness app. That is how I'm watching the games with their free trials. It is great. I would check it out. You don't have to pay unless you have to sign into your own personal accounts if you want to do that. But Indiana, class act, true class act. Of course, they take the L in this one. Unfortunately, next game on the list, Murray State against San Francisco, 92 to 87. Murray State hangs on. Fun game, not the best game, but it was a good one. High scoring, of course. Then the next upset on the list, number 12, New Mexico State takes down my pick, UConn, 70 to 63. It was delightful. I never thought that New Mexico State would hang on by seven, but they did. They did. T. Allen of New Mexico State had 37.6 rebounds and three assists. 37 in the tournament is a whole lot. And you don't see that very often where one player scores 37 in the national tournament. Wow. The Aggies move on. And, of course, on Tuesday, once all of this wraps up, I will break it down the second round for you. But that is Tuesday. Next game on the list, number nine, Memphis, taken down number eight, Boise State, 64 to 53. I had Memphis. They were a much better team than a lot of people realize. Boise State, even though they won the Mountain West Conference, they could not handle the Memphis Tigers. Just could not. Woo! Memphis, you go. Penny Hardaway's team is dominating. Only it's only the first round, of course. But moving on to our next game, which was just a beatdown by North Carolina. Oh, I saw this game. I could not believe it with my own eyes. The Tar Heels take down Marquette Golden Eagles, 95-63. to Yes, you heard that right, 95-63. to It was just an absolute beatdown. Oh, my goodness. I could not. I had to turn it off. It was it was getting too much. It was getting too much. Of course, the Tar Heels move on to the second round. Then the 
Last game rounding out the list. My dark horse, number nine seed Creighton. The Blue Jays take down San Diego State, 72-69. to They were down almost the entire game up until overtime. Up until overtime. Creighton, you do not disappoint me until it t- comes time where you disappoint me. But I'm proud of you. This is my Dark Horse team. Always has been. They've made some pretty deep runs in the past. Will they do it again this time? Of course, we'll have to see what happens with today's slate of games, which is coming up here after a quick break for myself to get some water as my throat is pretty dry. But that is coming up in seconds. Now moving on to today's slate of games. Today is, of course, Friday. Kicking things off is Loyola, Chicago, and Ohio State. 23-15 to 15 currently for Ohio State, where it is 145 left to go in the first half. Ohio State just lost the ball. Loyola recovers it, taking it down the field, passing it to another man, trying to look for a three-point shot, tries to drive in, backs out, passes it around the perimeter and into the zone where their center is moving up and airballs it. Wow, Ohio State now has the ball with 125-24. 23, bringing up to half court, and that is coming up to halftime, of course. I got to get better on my commentating skills. I got to know the players' names. Of course, I can't really tell without the spreadsheet ahead of me. The next game that is actually playing right now is Jacksonville State against number two Auburn. Jacksonville State right now is up 19 to 16. Of course, it is still 926 left to go in the first half. Loyola is now up down 18 to 23 as I'm still watching this game. And moving on to the next 14 games that we have is number 14, Montana State, against number three, Texas Tech, where the line is 15 for Texas Tech here in, uh, not here, in San Diego. Uh, At 2 o'clock today is number three, Purdue, taking on 14 Yale at Fairsome Forum in Milwaukee. Purdue is a 16.5 point favorite. At 2.45 on CBS, we have number 15, Delaware, taking on two Villanova in Pittsburgh Arena, or Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, excuse me. Villanova, 15-point favorite. And all of those big two, three-seed teams are all double-digit favorites, if you can tell. At 3.10 on True TV, I don't know why they're using True TV, but they are. Number 10, Miami, takes on number 7, USC, in Greensville, South Carolina. The line is USC two and a half, so it, Vegas is probably projecting something that's going to be very close. At four fifteen p.m., and all these games are in Eastern Time. Excuse me. We have number eleven Notre Dame. If you remember, Notre Dame took down Rutgers to get into the first round. Notre Dame taking on number six Alabama, where the line is Alabama is a four point favorite. That is in San Diego. At 4.30, number 11, Virginia Tech taking on number 6, Texas in Milwaukee. Texas is a one-and-a-half point favorite, and Virginia Tech is the ACC Big Ten champ this season, taking on a very good Big 12 team. And then at 6.50, yes, there is a little bit of a break there, 6.50 p.m., number 13, Chattanooga taking on number 4, Illinois where Illinois is an eight-point favorite. 
that's going to be a very interesting game for the Illini. Then at 7-10, CSU Fullerton is taking on number two, Duke, where Duke is a whopping 18.5-point favorite. Coach K, can he get it done in his final season? I truly hope so. Then at 7-20, 10 minutes later, number 11, Iowa State, takes on number six, LSU. LSU is a four-point favorite in Milwaukee. Then at 7:27, I know it's weird times for these. My goodness. Number 16, Wright State, taking on number one seed, Arizona. Arizona is the last one seed to play yet. Arizona is, my goodness, a 21-and-a-half point favorite. Wow. I did not think the line would be that big, but it is tremendously big. Wow, that is the biggest one so far. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Arizona is probably going to steamroll Wright State as one seed typically does. Oh, my goodness. I, I had to get a good laugh out of that. My apologies. Number 12, UAB against number 5, Houston at 920 tonight. Houston is an 8.5-point favorite over the Dragons. At least I think that's what their mascot is. It, that's the picture I'm seeing. And then at 940, and a Big Ten team is in play now. Number 10, Davidson, against number 7, Michigan State. Michigan State is only a one-point favorite over Davidson. And one of Michigan State's former players, his name escapes me off the top of my head, is currently on Davidson's roster, and he is a hot hand. He is a very good three-point shooter, and that's going to give Michigan State quite a challenge in Greensville, South Carolina. And up next at 9.50, 10 minutes later, number 14, Colgate, is facing off against number three, Wisconsin, who is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over Colgate. Uh, I'm excited for this game. I would love to see the Badgers just dominate uh, for Col- against Colgate. Uh, go Badgers on Wisconsin, as people say. Then the last game of the day is 9.57 tonight, Eastern Time. If the East Coast is up for this after watching a whole day's worth of games. Number nine, TCU against Seton Hall, who is an eight seed. Seton Hall is a one-point favorite over the Horned Frogs. This is going to be a very good game, just like Creighton-San Diego State. I'm excited for this game. Seton Hall, I think, could be a dark horse team as well. But TCU, they're in the same boat. Really, truly are. Uh, I'm just truly excited to see what comes up of it but we shall see come later today and I of course am just truly excited to see how all these teams turn out I hope with my picks in my bracket I hope most of them are true or at least all of them if I can go 16 for 16 today I'll feel pretty good about myself but I don't think I will because Loyola was my pick against Ohio State uh, but, of course, this game's at halftime now, and Jacksonville State is now up 21-18 with 7.33 left to go against the number two seed, Auburn. That is on True TV. If you happen to listen to this in the next few minutes or after I release this podcast, but March Madness is a hit officially here, ladies and gentlemen. It has been crazy already. It's just going to get even crazier, so stay tuned. Follow Everything you know on the sports apps, sports networks, all that good stuff. Of course, I myself will be witnessing it, just as you are. I'm a fan. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Here we go. I am excited. I'm 
taking the day off just to watch basketball. Actually, no, I'm not. I have to work. But we'll see how all these 16 games turn out. Before we conclude today's episode, there is one team I'd like to shout out. Uh, People who do not live in Michigan, uh, you probably don't know who I am referring to. Uh, But people who do live in Michigan, you guys will know who I'm talking about, at least most of you. I am talking about the Grand Rapids Griffins. They are the AHL affiliate to the Detroit Red Wings, and the AHL is the American Hockey League, about one tier lower from the NHL. And the Griffins here, based in Grand Rapids, uh, they are currently 26-23-5-2. And tonight they are facing off against the Texas Stars which is Dallas's affiliate, if you did not get that from what I just told you. They are 21-22, 6-5, but my highlight is on the Griffins. They have won the last three out of their four games, and they are currently in the four spot for their playoff position, which the AHL plays for the Calder Cup, which is the Stanley Cup of the AHL. And if... Of course, the Griffins, they won it back in 2017, right before I started college. And it was at that time where I actually became a much bigger hockey fan. Before that, I truly was not a hockey fan whatsoever. And how I got into the Griffins was it was right before winter semester was about to start. And I asked my parents, hey, let's go to a hockey game. They have a professional hockey team here in Grand Rapids. And uh, Grand Valley State University is my alum, is my, I guess, it's the college I went to. I try to figure out how to word it, but uh, that's the college I went to, and they are located just outside Grand Rapids. So I suggested, hey, before winter semester starts, while you have to take me down, let's just go to a hockey game. And that was my first official hockey game where they won 5-3 to three over the team. I cannot remember. I believe it was the Rockford Ice Hogs out of Illinois. Uh, it was a packed house. It was the season right after they had won the Calder Cup. And it was phenomenal. It was loud. It was amazing. It was a great atmosphere. And the other day I looked up uh, uh, just the best AHL arenas in the U.S. In Van Andel Arena, where the Griffins play out of in downtown Grand Rapids, they are the number three ranked arena in the country. Number three, that surprised me tremendously. I knew they were a top 10 arena just by coming to Van Andel. And if you're downtown Grand Rapids, the interior of it, like the concourses, the the rink itself, I guess, it reminds you a lot of Joe Lewis Arena. It really does. Uh, Of course, that... Sorry, I just dropped a cup. It did not have water in it. My apologies. But Van Andel Arena, the concourses, just how the exterior of the rink is set up, it looks a lot like Van Andel, or not Van Andel, it is a Van Andel. It reminds you a lot of Joe Lewis Arena. I think that was the whole point of it, was to model it after the Joe a little bit. Now the Joe is long gone in Detroit, and of course I... Unfortunately, did not have the pleasure of going to a Red Wings game at the Joe, which was legendary for the Red Wings, still is in legend. Uh, but looking back at all these games, like this past Wednesday, they had a game, the 13th, 
the 11th and the 9th. They are they won the th- last 3 out of 4 games and they are projected to win tonight at 7 o'clock. And you can listen to that uh, here at a local station. You can watch that on AHL TV. Of course, that you have to pay for it for $7.99 plus tax. But the Griffins, are they're fun to watch. If you have yet to go to a hockey game in your local area, I would highly suggest you do. They are fun to watch, uh, highly entertaining. Of course, you don't see a whole lot of scores. It is... Hockey is typically a lower-scoring game. Let's say the Griffins win. Uh, for example, four to f- they the Griffins won five to four on Wednesday in overtime, and that that's a pretty moderately high, that's a higher-scoring game. Typically, you'd see like two to one, one nothing, one to one tie, maybe three to one. Uh, but the highest-scoring game the the Griffins had were I think I believe they won seven to five or eight to seven, one something like that in overtime and that that is a high scoring game and I know the Red Wings a couple weeks ago lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs 10 to 7 that is a very high scoring game and it's a lot like soccer where all the goals are just kind of low scoring and stuff but just wanted to shout out the Grand Rapids Griffins I will personally be at the game tonight go Griffins go basketball go hockey go football go football I try to say that in different tenses, I guess. But European football and American football, just go sports. That concludes this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be covering more basketball content, maybe some hockey content later on the road on Friday. But before I leave you, Auburn is now up 22 to 21, and they just had the ball ripped out of their hands. Oh, I take that back. Jacksonville State is the darker colored jersey. Jacksonville State just got the ball ripped out of their hands. It is 541 in the first half. 22-21 Auburn. But again, that does it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Happy late St. Patrick's. I cannot talk today. I'm sorry. Happy late St. Patrick's Day. We'll see you on Tuesday.